All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back, finally, to another episode of Your List, My Command. I feel like I should throw in a clip of The Rock. Uh, finally. Because... Your List, My Command has come you back your to your podcast feed. That's right. Finally. Obviously. So, <laughs> so um, it's been a while since we've recorded, and it's all Derek's fault. Um, so, Derek, do you want to explain yourself? you want to explain why we haven't recorded and our dozens upon dozens of listeners have been devoid of Your List, My Command in their podcast? Well, first feed? of all, Dave's lying to you, and um, <laughs> because I've been uh, trying to get him to record probably since August, and he's like, man, I'm just, I'm busy, yeah. I'm I'm about to get married, I'm in a really important <laughs> relationship, I just don't have time for your silly shit anymore, and I said, okay, I get it, I mean, I get it. God, I wish I was that cool. I wish that was true. <laughs> God, I don't have time for your silly shit. And I have nothing but time for silly shit, Derek. It will never stop. Um, especially because uh, the girl that you're referencing, for some reason, not only likes me, but listens to all my podcasts. That so is, is she wondering why the best one, uh, why there wasn't, why there weren't any more new episodes of the best podcast that you do? Uh, I mean, it was more of a like, oh yeah, you haven't had an episode of that for a while, have you? What's going on with that? I was like, Derek sucks. That's what's going on with that. A mass campaign so, to tell everyone how terrible I am. <laughs> yes, that's right. I'm just spreading out like group chats, podcasts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you just be grateful. I don't have like a real following. <laughs> like <laughs> Says the man with like God. at least over a thousand Twitter followers and I have 27. I mean, 3,000. <laughs> Three counting. No big deal. No big deal. Just, the champ is here. But we, that's right. But we're not here to talk about follower count, but I win. But that's not what we're here to talk about. What we are here to talk about, Derek, is a movie that you chose for me to watch, right? Or did I choose this You know, for it's you? actually uh, because it's... It's on both of our yes, lists, and right? and because we recorded so, yeah. um, you know, 24 months ago, I couldn't remember <laughs> who chose this. Uh, but I guess technically speaking, we both uh, actually picked this movie. Yeah, I think... Now that I'm realizing what the next movie is, I chose this one for you. So, uh, uh, th- you're, you're welcome, I, I guess. So we were watching House from 1977, which in Japanese is Hausu, uh, which I know Derek is just chomping at the bit to say in his accent. Um, and this is uh, this is quite a movie, isn't it, Derek? What you, would you think I of this one? I actually told friend of the show and fellow, fellow uh, podcaster Mike, I said, uh, Dave's going to start by saying the movie's called House. Or he'll, he might let me say that it's called House and he'll say, uh-uh, it's called Hausu. Or he'll correct me with whatever. He'll say, you idiot, that's not how they say it. <laughs> you redneck. Get it it's together. called House Ranch. <laughs> yeah. So it was on both our lists. So you hadn't seen this either, right? Like this was this was brand Completely new. Completely blind on it. Um, I don't even think yeah. that I had ever watched the trailer. It was one of those things of me neither. Uh, you know the thousand and one you know movies you need to see before you die, or um, thousand and one like horror movies that no one's ever heard of. If you want more movies like that, just listen to Offspring Death 
I take movies from that list all the time. But Beautiful, continue. right? But, and so I'm going through. I used to go through that list quite often. I'd, I'd consider myself at least a you know pretty solid horror movie fan, and I would see House. Uh, and I'd, you look at the poster, like the, I guess the original poster, and it's just this like orange cat face business going on. And yeah. it gives you zero indication of what type of film that it is. And usually that's kind of something that's going to interest me. I have no idea what I'm going into. Sure. Um, and so that's kind of how it got slapped on there. Blind watch for me. Yeah, yeah. Same for me. This is a – like you spend any time on quote-unquote film Twitter. And this movie will come up. Like, But it's always talked about in the way of like, oh, I'm not going to tell you anything about it, but it's crazy. You You just need to watch it. And I'm like – and that, in some ways, makes me be like, eh, I don't know if I need that in my life. If film Twitter people think it's crazy, I'm just like, eh, okay. yeah, or yeah, a little bit. And that's definitely not what this is. Like, this is, I mean, and I should have known that just given the time it was made in. It's hard to make, I think, a try-hard movie in the late 70s. I think that is more of a new invention where we are for some reason, paying attention to what the public is saying about movies and like, oh, then we're going to craft our nostalgia around these fucking idiots online. Uh, but this is like, I was kind of looking up a little bit about it. Apparently, like this is produced by Toho, which is, if I'm remembering right, is the same company that does like all the Godzilla mm -hmm. yes. movies, yes. right? Um, and I guess the <laughs> the company approached the director and they wanted him to make a film like Jaws. And if you had told me... <laughs> Before I watch this movie, this is Toho's Jaws. I would have been like, is it? Is it? Because I don't see, do you see any, any similarities to, to Jaws in this movie? So, what is I'll happening? I'll be honest, you know, I very recently watched this movie. Maybe I haven't, you know, given myself enough time to take a step back and have a more sober perspective. But man, mm -hmm. I don't see anything. I see, you know, we're talking like Jaws, right. what, 75? So two years later, um, or I guess maybe a year later, they're sitting there and saying, let's make our version of Jaws. I don't see any correlation at all. Like, is there, I mean, I can't think of anything. No, not, I mean, I mean, it's, it's kind of a monster movie in a way. Yeah. Uh, eventually, like when, once it gets to the last, what, 20 minutes, maybe? Like, it's kind of a monster movie. This just feels like... I'm going to ask what you thought of it in a second. But to me, this is just like, I I don't even know if I could, like, giving this a rating is weird. Saying you like it or dislike it is weird. It's just kind of a journey, man. And you just kind of have to go with it or not. And if you can't get on this movie's wavelength, like, within the first, I think by the time they get on the train, right, and you see all the, like, kind of different filmmaking styles and the animation mixed with live action, if you're not on the wavelength by then, I you're going to have a bad time with this um but if you are and you just go with it i think there's a lot of fun to be had but i also don't know if this is a movie i ever need to watch again so <laughs> like this feels like a great movie to be under the influence of drugs or alcohol for because it's just it's a bunch of crazy images and crazy stuff happens like you're not watching house for characterization and a great script because there isn't one. It's just like these girls, they go and then stuff happens. Anyway, which, like that's <laughs> this whole movie. Yeah. And, that's, and, and yet, I kind of, I'm leaning towards liking it more than anything else. Uh, and I don't know that I can pinpoint exactly why. So what was your experience of finally watching House? You know, when you say, you know, girls, no one knows really who they are or there's no backstory on them. We don't really care about any of that. And then they... One is named Gorgeous because she's One's pretty. One's named Fantasy, That's Melody, 
Kung Fu, like... <laughs> Kung Fu, Kung Fu, Kung Fu is, is awesome, though, right? <laughs> so, well, I mean, we say these, and they all get kind of get one by one knocked off by the supernatural force. Um, not that much different than any horror movie trope that would come, you know, no. you know Halloween... Final Sunday. Girl yeah, stuff. absolutely. Yeah. And we, mm-hmm. um, we're pretty used to giving that kind of thing a pass. I think with this, it's just like, okay, so we're going to take that idea and uh, go extremely fantastical with it and throw mm-hmm. everything, I guess, um, like filmmaking-wise that you can at this one movie. It's, um, it, I, wanted, I wanted to make the joke when I was watching, I was like, this is what they envisioned with like Trip to the Moon, that we would have all these technological capabilities and just throw every bit of it into one movie. And I feel like it is kind of a kitchen sink thing, it, isn't yeah, it? Like, just but it, it feels. <laughs> and this is to your point when you, you know, we you'd kind of said, you know, it, it's not really a try hard movie because of the era, because of whatever. It's not a try hard movie. But if you were just telling someone, yeah, they're doing, you know, there's flashback scenes here. There's these weird cuts over here. There's this, you know, extreme use of of, of explosions of Technicolor. Your takeaway would be like, oh, I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch a try hard movie. But I never feel like that's actually what they're doing it's almost like we're just we're just gonna do something that's fun we're gonna do a horror movie that's like like primarily a horror movie actually maybe primarily a comedy i was gonna say is it because so i had heard this was a horror movie so i kind of i walked in expecting something and got something totally different and it did take me a little bit to get on that wavelength but i think you realize in the first couple scenes like oh this is silly like, there may be horror aspects later, but this is a comedy horror versus a horror comedy. Like, this is emphasis on the comedy for sure, because even the horror bits are silly. Oh, they're out. Right? I mean, you have, the, like, the, the disembodied head, and you had, like, I, I'm probably my favorite bit, actually, is the, the piano sequence. I knew it. You body it horror sicko shit. I knew I said Dave loves it. <laughs> it's so funny. The piano bites off her fingers. It's great. <laughs> Like I was so entertained by this, like it, and it's interesting because there's some truly violent things that happen, and I'm trying to figure out if I've just watched too many horror movies, and I may be asking the wrong person because you're also a horror movie fan. But there was nothing in here where I was like, oh, disgusting, oh, I can't, oh, that's scary, or I can't deal with that. It all feels very tongue in cheek and just kind of fun. Like they don't really go for the gore. There is gore in it. But it doesn't have that vibe. It doesn't have that energy of gore and horror. It definitely has an energy of like, isn't this nuts? Isn't this crazy? Watch this. So, and I have a, a couple of films that actually, not Jaws, but a couple of films that I do think uh, you could see some connection to. Um, so if you think hmm. about you know some of the later Nightmare on Elm Street films where a lot of the Freddy kills are just mm. like oh mm. this person's got an issue with needles so you know Jace, or Freddy's gonna shoot her up that's <laughs> I'm needle, needle man, man. All yeah, of a sudden, yeah yeah I'm yes, the yes, game yes. master all this kind of stuff it really relates yeah yep. you know I think about it with this film where that is a that is a great that is a great call actually like I didn't I did not think of this for sure while I was sure. watching this but as soon as you mentioned Freddy Krueger I was like oh yeah. Yeah, you could totally see because like the first first Nightmare on Elm Street, legitimately, like especially when I saw it, one of the scariest movies I've ever seen, terrifying. Like there's something truly terrifying about a, you know, a character that can get at you while you're asleep. You're sure. helpless. That is scary. And nightmares, anything can happen. Um, and Wes Craven made a, a classic of the form, not just of horror, but of movies, like just amazing. And then the rest of them, probably up until New Nightmare, but God love them get progressively mm-hmm. stupider 
as they go. I mean, the second one is a pretty bad movie, in my opinion. It's it's the it's you know it's Nightmare on Elm Street, the yes. gay version. That's that's all it is. But the rest of them, like it, just gets silly and more over the top. You know, you got Freddy's tongue coming through the receiver of a phone. I mean, that kind of stuff. And this feels like that without the character recognition. Yep. Like it doesn't have the the true high level personality stuff of. Of Fred Krueger, but it does have that same tongue-in-cheek type attitude throughout the whole thing. So yeah, it's dark and gory, but comes in with no expectation because there is no mm-hmm. there, there's no film that precedes it where you're like, oh, I want a really dark horror movie, and I'm getting slapstick horror. You don't have any of that. Right. It's almost like right. if I somehow combined some of the elements of like Suspiria. If I, I know this sounds crazy, but some of the elements of no, Suspiria no, no, no. with Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Like 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 all of those yeah. kinds of like kind of yeah. crazy horror, not that serious <laughs> on that side. But then the suspire with the you know the all the, the young women that are basically getting knocked off by the supernatural force right. that is around them, and really, I don't want to say I wouldn't call it breathtaking images, but neat. Maybe maybe that's the best way I can say it. neat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah, they're they're clever. Yeah. Like there's, I mean, it it would be very easy because obviously it's made in 1977 for like no money, um, so the special effects are they're not gonna they're not gonna last, right? You're not gonna watch it in 2020 and be like, oh my god, this looks so realistic. But I don't think they have any interest in that either. So it's like it's just fun and clever and goes over the top for a reason. And I just I keep glancing over to my right. You may be noticing because I saw like I have the Wikipedia. Uh, kind of plot synopsis and like just there's so many things in here that I'm like yeah okay that's the type of movie I'm watching as Kung Fu lunges into a flying kick she is eaten by a possessed light fixture that is a sentence that is something that actually happens in this movie that is not a mistake on Wikipedia that is a real thing that happened in a movie in 1977 (laughs) and and that's and that frankly is one of the most normal moments in this movie like it just and I kind of – like, I, it's one of those – like, you talked about it in the very first movie we ever talked about on this podcast. Like, I admire it more than I mm. like it. Like, I admire a big swing always, even if it's a bad movie. Um, and this movie is, like, 75 minutes of big swings. Like, it just goes for it. Like, even when you're first introduced to these characters and it's like um, – you know, there's one of the characters who's – Father is remarrying, and that's like kind of the impetus. Her for name's this whole gorgeous, thing. And Dave. Is, her name is her gorgeous. Her name is gorgeous. Yes, we can never yes. forget her. And, yes, <laughs> and that's the impetus for this whole thing. And it's very much, I think, purposely so, like melodramatic, like it's straight out of a out of a soap opera. And I think that sets the the tone for this movie perfectly. Right, because that is the most mild moment that's going to happen. That's what's going to move everything forward, and everything from then on just goes absolutely buck wild. And I kind of love it. Like again, not a movie I think I would be like, oh, I'm going to pop that in again. That's something I need to watch again. But I am curious, kind of really glad that yeah. I watched it. Like it's a strange experience to not love a movie but love that it exists. And that's kind of where I am. And I actually like the fact that there are people that really enjoy it. Like, right? Like, I, I'll say this. Like, I'm kind of, and, and this is one of those weird situations where we're kind of on the same page as, as far as how we feel about the film itself. Um, but I like the fact that there are people that really, really, really enjoy this movie and have a fun time with it. And, you know, it is this kind of um, weird cult classic now. It wasn't at the time. Yeah. To where you can see 
you know, parties of people that all liked house getting together and, oh, yeah. you know, taking a shot every time, you know, someone makes fun of Mac for, or, you know, body shaming poor Mac for, for you know, <laughs> only being like five pounds heavier than the rest of them. But she's huge right, and right. when her head's decapitated, she's still like eating Gorgeous's ass or whatever because she, she eats everything. I mean, like, the folks that enjoy yes. this movie and really, really like this, it's it's almost like the Rocky Horror Picture Show to a much smaller degree, oh, yeah. obviously. But it's the, you know, they're it's, all in. Yeah, I think it's rare that you watch a movie and immediately go like, oh, uh, cult classic. But this is one of those, like, within five minutes, you're like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, maybe even if it's not completely for right. me, like, I get it. I totally understand why this became what it is. And I didn't realize this, but I guess it got like a a release in the United States in like 2009 hmm. and 2010, like a theater release because it became such a cult classic that people were like willing to pay to see this movie in theaters. This movie from 1977, you know, 35 years later, they're like, yeah, yeah, I really need to see that on the biggest screen possible. I mean, couldn't you imagine bless it. Uh, like uh, Halloween at the Kentucky, right? Um, and they all, they often do the Rocky Horror every at least a couple times in October. Can you see them? You mean that theater that's been closed since I yes, moved here? That yeah. very one. That's really, for, it's a really yeah, fun place for, too. You should check it out. Thanks for slipping the blade right under the ribs. I appreciate. You landed it. God, and they just put the chains on the door. <laughs> Shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> they're they're holed up and they're like it's a zombie apocalypse, but just afraid of you <laughs> yes. getting in. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, I I joke about like seeing this movie on the big screen, but I kind of kind of jealous of people that like their first experience of this was on the big screen. Like, I I think I really would. I might have enjoyed it more if I had gone to a theater to see this. Like, go see this crazy cult classic. You know, at a midnight showing with all these like crazy fans of it, like I, that sounds. So like if fun. you had, let's say, a handful of friends, maybe one or two of them had already seen it. They're wearing a house shirt uh, of like just right. the cat, and you're like, I don't know what this is, and they're like, All right, Dave, we're gonna go to the bar, we're gonna get shitty drunk, and then we're gonna go watch this really <laughs> ridiculous horror comedy. You'd come out of it saying, This was amazing. This is so much fun. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I, I totally think that that would have been the case. Yeah, absolutely. It is a, you know, like, you know, people go on and on, myself included, about like, you know, the big screen theater experience, blah, blah, blah. But there is some truth to that. There is some truth to that. And it's not even that it's bigger and that it's has the best sound and all that. It's just the like, you have to turn your phone off or you should. If you don't, you're a monster, by the way. Just know that. If you go to a movie theater and you leave your phone on, you're a monster. I'm sorry, but it is. Um, but that... That forced focus, right? Like there is, there's nothing else in the room except a fifty foot screen. There's nothing else to look at. You're all faced in the same direction. You have to focus in on this madness that is happening on screen. Because, like, you know, there are probably moments when you're watching this at home and you're like, ah, I'm gonna, you know, look at other stuff. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. Uh, and you can't do that on a big screen, and especially surrounded by other. I made people. my son. And I think I made my son be, ravioli. Be fun. Um, while this was on and made him sit on the potty. So I at least had a moment here or there where I didn't see right. Kung Fu kick a board for the 50th time, <laughs> which would have been different because of scope and, you know, not having a toddler. So, yeah, I mean, I agree with that. Absolutely. And yeah. those cr- those types of movies especially, you know, that's why, you know, they had such a good run, especially in, like, the 1970s with a lot of this stuff uh, because they they – depend on almost that communal atmosphere as well. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I would have liked to have, you know, if I ever do go back and watch this, it'll be something that I try to, I probably won't watch by myself, I'll be honest. It will be, let me bring someone right. else in to see the crazy that maybe that hasn't seen it, or someone else who has, and let's do it with the sober eyes thing. Yeah, absolutely. Are there are there moments in this movie that are, like, super memorable to you? Like, something that you're like, oh yeah, that moment, that's what, like, if someone mentions, like, House, and they're like, Derek... What's your favorite scene in House? What do you remember from House? What do you think you're going to take away? Max from? Head. Uh, <laughs> Max, yeah, Max Head rising. And that being like the first moment where, you know, one of the young ladies is like, wait a minute. This doesn't seem like like this a normal like aunt's house. And she's really right. uncomfortable and she goes screaming and yada, yada, yada. And they all take her back to the outside. They're like, no, no. You just mistook this head for, or mistook this watermelon for a head. It's fine. There's no big deal. And I'm like, yep, yep, this is the movie. You can just tell someone. You can just, like, talk them down that they didn't see a head spinning, like, biting them in the cheeks. And, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that. I I really, I I said, this is is what we're here for. Just, I have no expectations. Yeah, it is definitely a movie that knows what it is, which I always respect. You know, whether you're talking about comedies or horror movies or a mix of both like you have here, I admire a movie that's like, although I will say, what did you think about, there's like a whole lot of like Hiroshima Nagasaki imagery in here. Do you feel like that takes away from the fun of it or is that just something you come to expect from a Toho movie? Because like you talk about Godzilla movies, I mean they've got that there too. It's a very clear metaphor for, you know, the damage that we're doing with atomic power and they've got kind of a similar thing here with like the history of the witch and all that. So is that a part where you just kind of tuned out and waited to get back to like bite and ass or was it something that you're uh, like okay this this works you know it's me. actually weird that you say that because i immediately got reflective of like uh candy man i know that sounds ridiculous mm. but i was thinking about uh, how oh, it's horror with horror a message, with a message right? that yeah. relates to sure. you know some level of victimization so you, a lot of times when you tell even like stories about you know predominantly like black casts black stories uh is there not some some like uh undercurrent talking about like inequality things of that nature and so with sure. a lot of these films from Japan at this particular time, they really, they're so just not far removed from it that it is, it's right. like, yep, yeah, we can use this again. This is a great backdrop to tell our story. So I want to be like, ah, I don't really need that. But my big, weird, weirdly enough, my big thing was, wait a minute, let me do the math here. So if the aunt was wanting to get married around World War II and now they're going to see her in 77, I mean, would she really, like... And I'm honestly... Are you saying... Are you saying get over it? Is that what you're yes. saying? It's been... <laughs> it's been like 40 yeah, I was years. actually thinking Just... she shouldn't be that... Like, she she should have been a kid in 45. And I was... And that was my one, like, continuity error. I was like, this doesn't make sense. Mm. It's a great aunt or something, you know. Um, but for yes, the most part... Great, great aunt. I, yeah. I didn't mind it much because I, I mostly giggled when Gorgeous is trying to, like, tell the story of her aunt on the way. And they're... She's, like, trying to show pictures, but it actually becomes them doing that weird flashback the way that they did. I thought that was pretty mm-hmm. neat. Um, so I, yeah, I kind yeah. Of, it's another great visual yeah. moment. There's a lot of, like, I mean, we joke about how ridiculous this is, but, like, I will say, like, I feel like a lot of directors could take a lot from this in, in like, experimentation and trying different things instead of just, like, setting up two cameras and pressing record and then having your actors talk. Like, I think, you know... 
especially in a movie like this that's not so script bound and story bound like you gotta kind of you gotta kind of mess around with it you gotta have some fun with it because otherwise it's just like you know some teenage girls on a on a Which train. Which is also fun in its own way. Talking. Yeah. 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 Mm, not well, they were... They, well, they look of age. Um, if we were to... If we were to bring in Jared from Sober Cinema, he would... He would echo that, so... Which I would never do. I'm not getting in that kind of trouble. I'm not putting you two um, in the same room. That's... Let me ask you... So, after watching this film, and maybe you have already seen other films by this director... But is this the type of uh, movie where you could walk out of it and say, I would be interested in some of his other stuff after seeing this? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, just from a a visual perspective, I'm actually looking him up right now to see um, if I've seen any other thing that he's done. And probably not. Because, like, my – I would say that, like, that's kind of a hole in my movie movie viewing in general is Japanese cinema. Like, there's there's very certain directors that I've seen a lot of, right? But, like, oh, yeah, well, you've seen some Kurosawa movies. Okay, that's Japan <laughs> sorted. Like, no, there's a lot of – there's a lot more stuff there. Yeah, I don't think I've – I don't think I've seen anything else that this director has done. But I kind of want to after seeing, like, this especially, like, just the – the work that he's doing here is actually really impressive, well, look, like, from a visual if standpoint. If you look at uh, his wiki, which I know you are, the moment where mm-hmm. you start seeing lots of blue hyperlinks, it gives me a lot more faith in him than if it was just like, yes. oh, I'll yeah. never find out yeah. what this movie's about, because this is as far as I'll go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a movie called Samurai Kids from 1993. Um, Dave, that, that can't be good. Yeah, looks Samurai Kids. I mean... I don't know. That poster looks pretty... It looks very yes. animated. I don't like yep. it already. Stupid cartoons. <laughs> See, we've gone off the rails already. Dumbass cartoons. But House, I just think... Um, I'm glad I watched it. I'm kind of glad I own it, because this is a movie I blind bought on Criterion. Um, which is... I love when Criterion re- releases movies like this. Like, this fucking nonsense. Like, it's like it's just... Like, this, this movie that, like, caught the attention of fucking weirdos mm-hmm. on the internet and Criterion was like oh you like you like weird shit alright give us $40 <laughs> for it and people went okay we will um, so it, and it is kind of a movie I might watch it again for the express purpose of making other people watch it and then just like awkwardly staring at their faces waiting for them to react to things I think that would be fun um, so yeah so I'm really glad that I watched it um, and I recommended it to you but really to both of us so how do you feel about my uh, my choice um, for this uh, this episode. I think it fits your taste far more than it fits mine. I'll just oh, interesting. No, I'm kidding. Um, I did show it to my wife. The not, not the movie, but just the trailer, and she mm-hmm. she looked at me and <clears throat> first she was like, "Well, that you have there's interesting company that you keep," but I also have some level of concern. Did she say, "No wonder you didn't <laughs> record on this"? She... She, she says she said something like, "I love you, but." Uh, there are some things that you're into ah. that are really uncomfortable uh, because the trailer is very. I, mean, I don't know that this is a. Th- I don't know that this is a thing we're quote unquote into. This is a movie <laughs> neither one of us have seen, ma'am. So don't don't put that on us. <laughs> like, I didn't make this, this is a real movie. sicko shit you guys love, huh? <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so yeah, so we walk away from house. I think both like. At least mildly entertained, uh, which is kind of all you can hope for um, with a with a blind watch. I think sometimes you get nicely surprised, but most times you're hoping for just an enjoyable experience, and it's it's definitely memorable. So we got that. 
Uh, but Derek, what do you what are you going to make me watch for our next episode? Uh, the Lawrence of Arabia of the Nineties, <clears throat> a little film known as The English Patient. Oh uh, uh, yes, a movie that I cannot believe I have not seen. Elaine Bennis's favorite movie um, <laughs> from Seinfeld. She's a big, big fan. Oh, I've never she seen Seinfeld. Uh, I mean, I know the name, but uh, yeah. <laughs> is that white shit? Is that <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> Do I have to put in some like living signal? Oh, look at you! you look at you! Hanging with Mister wow. Cooper, like can we? Wow! <laughs> See, no one, no one else that listens to this podcast has any idea of either. They have no idea I, like, what I'm talking about friends? right now. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. It's great. No, no, no. Friends is the white living hey, single. That one listener we got. True, it's true. They're gone. They said, "Not my Ross and Rachel." Please, Boom. please, please come back next time when we talk about the English patient. And until then, uh, you can follow us on Twitter um, at Your List Pod, and we are on Instagram under the same handle. So come visit us there. Uh, but more importantly, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you when we talk about the English patient. Well, well, well. Look who decided to show up. It's Ashley Stewart, apparently. Is that what it says? Zoom. Yes. Great. That means uh, still signed into her uh, Zoom. That's that's how on on point I am. I was like, I was like, is he still logged into hers, or is she logging on to tell me that Derek's not there? And we hit like a new level. That would be the the only uh, art. That'd probably be the only way I'd get anyone to believe that uh, I wasn't crying wolf, I guess. Right, right. Yes. Well, it's funny because 803 <laughs> got here and I was like, that's unlike Dave. I've not gotten an invite from him. Wait, he's getting me back. He's ghosting me. He's fucking ghosting me. <laughs> I did I did think about it. I'm not going to lie. That did, that did cross my mind. <laughs> Dave, you're the worst. I'm telling you. Uh, the yes. things I do right. for this podcast to keep us afloat. Yeah, things you do once every four months or so. Yes, that's true. That's a good point. It's been a while. I know. It's been oh, uh, two months, maybe. Two months, something like that. Uh, I think it's closer to three, Dave. but who's Dave. counting? Who's Dave counting, is Dave? counting. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. All right. Uh, so house is first, right? Uh, Sure. Sure, yes, house is right. first. It, it, it is now. Let's, Let's go for it. All right. All right, are you recording? I am. Let me do my all right. quick check just to make sure I'm not lying to you, but yes, yeah, we're good.